Welcome in, everybody. It is another episode of Scarves and Spikes. Uh, happy to be here on a Wednesday after a 5-1, uh, I think in the words of Mike Conti, annihilation of the Portland Timbers at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, super it exciting. It went down, for sure. Yeah, it, just, it feels good to be back, don't it? My hangover is finally gone from, yeah, from the Tommy's weekend. Goal hangover. <laughs> I partied way too hard after that game. That space is, was... <laughs> Uh, as the kids say, lit. lit. It, it was it was people coming in, just excited. We had new people. Uh, you know, we usually get the oh, the same amount of people usually that are speakers. We had new people coming in that were pumped, talking about it. And we asked every single person that came in, "Is Atlanta United back?" And we didn't get one no, even though Sydney was a little down last week going into that game. <laughs> he he was a little scared. I said, Sydney, it's it, don't worry. And I got to say, I was right. There was no worry. That's right. right. But, but it, there was. There was one second, but the referee decided to take that goal away early on. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. You know when oh, that goal right. came in, even though you couldn't see it during Apple, because Apple had a ton of broadcasting yeah. issues. Like, it kept going, like, it was going in and out. And, like, I see the ref, like, I'm following you guys on Twitter because you're tweeting it. And, like, I, I'm – when I see him, when I see the goal go in, the first thing I thought about was, damn it, Sydney, you, you caused, <laughs> you caused all fault. of this. Your negativity got a goal early on in that game. The thing that we said we didn't want to happen was an early goal, but the but yeah. VAR said no, no to Sydney, no, no to that no negativity, Sydney. no Sydney. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say two things. Number one. <clears throat> When Williamson scored that goal, that's ultimately disallowed. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Um, and Landa is going to have to be going to need to chase this match now because Portland are in front. And you know, ultimately, like we said, the goal is taken off the board via an offsides call. Offside call, I should say. Singular, not plural. But um, yeah, Henry's saying Tyler's referee is cousin. Helped us out a bit. Um, the AR. Um, his name was Ben Pilgrim, I believe, yeah. on Sunday or Saturday. So I, I'm not sure if that was the AR that called the us. Well, he was the fourth the official, B- Either way, he was B- in B- somebody's ear. Side. He was helping out Atlanta. Cousin, cousin Ben. <laughs> ben yeah. Ben Kenobi. Ben Pilgrim. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Sonny. Almada is heaven sent. We're going to talk all, all about Almada here tonight. But uh, real quick, um, obviously, make sure you guys – I got to do the quick plug. Follow the Scarves and Spikes Twitter, YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. It helps us out a ton, guys. Yeah. We're trying to do so much for y'all. Um, YouTube is really where the, the big one's at right now. So we would appreciate it if you guys make sure you're subscribed here. I'm sure you are if you're watching, but tell your friends and family and whoever else. Um, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch as well. We love seeing the, the Twitch comments over here. Keep the comments coming in all evening, guys, because this is going to be a fun show with, with DJ. You coming on in a little bit. Um, so just, just keep it going. And as far as us, uh, you can look on the screen, but for those of y'all listening after the fact, make sure you follow myself, Tyler Pilgrim at ATL Pilgrim, Sydney Hunt at SH Rights, and Tommy Moose at Tommy ATL 96. So with that, uh, we do need to really quickly hit on a little bit of news. Uh, it kind of just happened today, mostly for anybody that listens after the fact. Um, through the the formerly known as the Dirty South Soccer Podcast Network. If you get your podcast, your audio podcast, Spotify, Apple, 
whatever other pod catcher that you, you get your stuff in. You don't need to do anything, but you will notice here in the next couple of days that the name of the Dirty South Soccer Podcast Network is going to, to rebrand as the Atlanta Soccer Podcast Network. Uh, and that is mainly because of, and I'm not going to go into a huge history lesson here. Most of you guys probably already heard it, but with everything going on with SB Nation, Vox Media, and them shutting down many of the MLS blogs, Dirty South Soccer was saved, thankfully. Um, but they cut all funding to any of the podcast streams that were on there, which just essentially meant that they gave the rights um, to, for lack of a, a better way of putting it, us and Five Strike Final, mostly Five Strike Final, because they've been around forever. But we are on that same podcast network. So that just means that when you get your podcast, your audio version of this show and any other show that we do, and the Five Strike Final shows, it will be under the Atlanta Soccer Podcast Network, not the Dirty South Soccer feed, because that is not going to exist anymore. It will all just be known as Atlanta Soccer Podcast Network. So Yeah, and again, um, if you already subscribe, first of all, thank you. Second of all, yeah. nothing you need to do on your end, as Tyler said, you will, again, yeah, you won't need to do anything. You'll remain subscribed. Uh, however, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, you'll need to search Atlanta Soccer Podcast Network or Atlanta Soccer Podcast, and we should pop up there but yeah as far as 30 south soccer it will still be around tyler tyler and i will still be writing for 30 south soccer um but yeah nothing in that regard has changed the only thing that's changing against the podcast network the atlanta soccer podcast network so again if you're subscribed nothing you need to do on your end and yeah again if you're not subscribed why not yeah. <laughs> maybe i'll get a pen and i'll start writing something hey i paid her where are you going to be at this weekend? Tell us, Tommy. I'm going to be in rainy Columbus. Doing mm. what? Being rainy and, and watching Atlanta <laughs> United probably with the 0-0 draw. Sorry, I'm already jumping ahead to predictions, but I just have a feeling this is going to be a very miserable, a miserable cold game out there. From the press box, though. Yeah, I'm hanging out in the press box. That's going to be cool. Uh, my wife's jealous because they'll be out in the cold, the cold weather, but... Uh, yeah, we're making a day of it. We're heading down there uh, early, heading around the area and, and checking it out. It, Columbus is really, I don't even want to jump ahead of this, but like it's, it's the city's growing with the team because this, the, the stadium is, is near things now. Old yeah. Crew Stadium was in the middle of nowhere and there was like no, nowhere to tailgate. It was just a big parking lot. And that was like where everybody hung out, where the new Crew Stadium, like it's by the hockey arena down there and, and it's a real good time so it seems like you're seeing more people you're seeing people you know party and there's like seven seven bars down there so everybody's usually hanging out there i counted them today so i know it's seven <laughs> this is yeah. vital information yes yes but uh you know before we even get into that ariel's asking the question i mean we just i know we've answered it many times but just bring it up on the screen because are we back ariel asking so are we back are we I back? Change it. I, I said it on the the ratings video the other day. We back. <laughs> Calling it now. We back. We're we're not we're not not back. I can say that. Oh man. <laughs> no, no. I said we're not. I'm just not I'm back. just gonna pour this cold water all over me right no, now. No, and, no, no, uh... no, 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 <laughs> no. We're not not back. 
No, well, look, you know, you, and, and you Zilf people... puts right here, it's only been four games, and like, yeah. and that's absolutely true. And you you haven't faced opponents that have been crazy good. Like you you've been playing some struggling teams, but what you can say is that these games last year, you were probably looking at a loss for a lot of them, and that I think that's been that's the difference that you see is like you see a plan. There really wasn't a plan. Like how many times do people tweet Pineda has no game plan. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. I, I haven't been seeing that as much. You, you, you see what their plan is, right? Like you, you're starting to understand what they want to do. You saw Yakamakis come in. You saw what he wants to do, how he's trying to make those runs. Like you're, you're seeing everything. And like some of the, even, even the draw, like, they should have won that game. The only game where you could say like, "Ugh, like this was not a very good game," was the first one, and we pulled out a miracle win, which was great. But you you went on the road, you won convincingly against a team that was was struggling. We didn't do that last year. We played very bad teams on the road, and we got embarrassed. And then you come home, you play a, a Portland Timbers team. Let's just remind you, we played the Crew last year. The Crew were missing like four or five like very big players at the Benz. Should have beat them, and we got embarrassed. In that game, I think it was like right before the break. We looked terrible. Match, which now Austin was a good team, but that three yeah. 0 loss at home last year that was bad. But that, but like, and I think that like the Crew and Portland game are two games you could look at where Atlanta was close as full strength as they could be at that time, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't do anything. This game, we we went up against a shorthanded team, and still shocking that Portland actually came and they wanted to play. Uh, you know, I thought they were just going to bunker the whole time. They wanted to play, so you know, great for them. But yeah. like, we won, and that I think that's the difference of what you say. Because even last year when we won early, there were a lot of miracle goals late in the game. That, that Brooks Lennon uh, video just came up. I oh, whenever there's a crazy goal, I, I want to see it back in Facebook memories, like the, the next year and ten years from now. The Brooks Lennon miracle, two goals, I think, in extra time to tie it. The Jake Mulraney miracle goal. Like, those were games where we looked terrible, but we still ended up winning. We're looking good for 75 to 80 minutes in in these games. So that's where I I find the huge difference of where we are from here to last year. Yeah, I (laughs) kind of joked about it said, oh, yeah, we're not not back. But, I mean, I said it during the ratings video. And we can get the tweet of the week and all of that in a little bit. But I said in the ratings video, it, it, it feels like 2017 and 2018 all over again. It's and, got a vibe um, to it, for sure. It does. It does. And Tommy brought up a good point. How many times did we see Atlanta United lose a lot of those matches that um, they're tending to win, you know, four games in? I know, um, you know the cynic will say... Um, Oh yeah, it is four games in. I mean, yeah, it is four games in, four matches in, but it's hard to not rally around this team. Um, and I kind of prematurely brought up the tweet of the week. I don't know if we want to hide this comment. Yeah, wait, but... let's do it now. Let's do it now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of prematurely um, put it up, but Lala Via Lobos saying, or not saying on Twitter, but posting this picture of. <laughs> Miles Robinson on his knees with his hands on his head um, while Tiago's running out celebrating the goal. And for those listening on the podcast, uh, over the picture of Miles, it says us. <laughs> and Tiago 
it says Tiago Sweepy team player in goal of the week. Um, so just just um my gosh, Tiago Almada. I mean, what can you say about him that hasn't been said already? It's just yeah. unbelievable. I'm so happy for that kid, just performing the way he's performing right now. Um Ariel saying Mercedes Benz is turning into a fortress again. It feels like it. It really yep. does feel like it. And I want to go back to something that Brooks Lennon said. Here, real um, real quick, put put the yeah. tweet of the week back up because I want I do want to okay. point one thing out. I got to give right. um, give a shout out to the guy that took this picture. He actually a listener of the show listens to us. Yeah. Um, if you've followed us on Instagram, he has tagged us in a couple of his videos. But he's there at every home match and he's taking these pictures. And he, he oh, just captured right. this one of Miles just in disbelief after that free kick. Just yeah, I mean every like everybody, but. Him on his knees with his hands on his head, just like, what the freaking heck did I just watch? But that picture was taken um, by a, a guy that listens to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, call him Ed, Eduardo. But uh, you can, if you're watching, you can you can follow him because he's taking amazing pictures. He, he just started, yep. I, I believe, fully this year. So I got to give him a shout out um, on Twitter. And I'm going to have to spell it out for you. But on Twitter, his uh, his handle is Lala via via Lobos, but it's L A L O V I L L A L O B zero S. So I got. Can you say that two more times? No. Rewind, please. Just rewind. Yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I'll post it in the comments just so people who are, you know, watching the show live or watching it later can see it for themselves a little bit later on again but yeah going back to what um ariel was saying about mercedes Benz being a fortress it really is i mean it, you want to you want to be in a position where mercedes you want to make mercedes Benz stadium this is a tough place to play like it was in 2017 to 2018 and i feel like these three matches that they've played at home outside of you know the one against Toronto. I mean where where they were the protagonists in that match, they could have gone away with three points, but they didn't. I think that's the only kind of like mark to the season thus far. But if you're three oh and one, I mean you can't do much better than that unless you're you know, St. Louis City SC or four oh through their first four matches and what a great story that is but i really think that apart from st louis city and their hot start under bradley carnell in their first season and lenny united is the story of mls undoubtedly yeah definitely i agree um it's it's the best start they've ever had to an mls campaign mm-hmm. that's what you want you know you you want to be this big club you want to be this world-class club you got to come out and crush it in the league. And, and yeah, I get it. We're all, you know, we're all saying, Hey, we're back. We're back. We're back. It feels like we're back. It's a good feeling. Genuinely. They've got to keep it consistent throughout the season. Right. But you got a lot of games left to play. You got leagues cup, you know, playoffs, which playoffs feel like another league by themselves. <laughs> you got open cup, which is kicking off, kicked off really yesterday. Um, MLS won't enter for a little bit of time, but, I'm going to a, a U.S. Open Cup game tomorrow. Heck yeah! Nice. So, is that a random high chaos. school? Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> um, all right. So 
we are, as you guys know, we're going to be getting DJ EU on in just a just a um, a little bit. What does he so, go by? I, is this something we can like? I was thinking about this. I was going to put in our chat, but like, I'll just ask you guys because I think it's a fun question. Like, do you know? Like, does he go by like a real name? Um, this might be the dumbest question ever, but like, I will, I will tell DJ? you right now because he is listening and just let me know. He just goes by EU. Yeah. Okay. Straight EU up. Well, that is, okay. That is it. I got nervous and I just wanted to make sure we, we get this all settled before he comes in um, and like I call him DJ and like, well, look, when he comes in, that can be the first thing that we hit on. There I get go. nervous about like introductions. Like, like you say someone's name, like I said, Yakamakis Ron, like for two weeks in a row, <laughs> uh, Sadich, you know, I called him something that I'm just not even going to say what I was calling him for a while. Oh, so man. like family show. Yeah. <laughs> You're <laughs> you still so pronunciation like is is rough especially in soccer like hockey there are some russian names that i've i've messed up many times but like overall like you, you can handle it oh, okay but all right we got it cleared all right <laughs> cool all right so we've kind of hit on all of our our quick stuff we do have some news to, to jump on here in a little bit um but the big thing is man is this portland match like what can you say about it that we haven't already hit on? I mean, you got probably goal of the year that came out of this match. You got Arujo getting his second in a row, which is what one of the big you know things that we'll talk about going into the next match in Columbus because he he's going to be the guy um, that's that's got to really be on one to get a good result. So he's got confidence going into the next match. Caleb Wiley just doing his thing at 18 years old. It's so exciting to watch. Um, Yakimakis getting his first goal and then just Almada overall just just killing it man so Oof. where do you where do we start I still feel if you know we talked about it last week I just I was just catching up on the newest episode of Ted Lasso sponsors Apple um but there was there was a scene in it where like there was a one with like Jamie Tart and he's set up in almost like the exact same position I think on the other side and like everybody's like it's too far it's too far. He, he's not going to shoot it there. And I immediately thought of that right before that kick went. And I think my reaction was exactly how the whole coaching staff in that show was, about how crazy it was. Cause like, I'm like, there, there's no way he's going to go for this. And then it happened. And no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. If, you, if it's beyond a year, there are, there are, there is, I, I'm sorry. Other areas. Season, season two. It was a season two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, All season right, two. A different story like you gotta watch, man. Like, <laughs> they, they, I told you this was your homework last week. No, no season three spoilers. Uh, okay. I, I, it was only season two, but like, yeah, no season three spoilers. No, no, no. But like, it was just like it was a it was a moment out of TV. It was like I was like, there's no way, there, there's no way it's gonna happen. And now we've gotten three moments of this, yeah. And you know, four weeks. It's it's fun. And then like you see these stats, like he leads the league in goals and assists. And then you got Wiley, that's like in fourth. And goals like that's that's fun. I mean that that's that's old Atlanta United. Like everybody on on, on the top of the uh, on the top of the scoring. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. There we go. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uncle Dave. Ken says that the little prick's gonna score from here, and I I, I want to do it in his voice so bad because I love I love him. But yeah, I mean, but I remember being up in the the press box and. I turned over to uh, Jackson Popkin. He's the one that runs a DSS Twitter during most matches. And he, I was like, 
and I, I even put it out on the Scrivers and Spikes Twitter. I was like, you know, we got a got a free kick coming up. We're deep in Almada territory. And he's like, there's no way. That's like 30-something yards out. And I was like, just – I mean, he could do it. Not really expecting him to do it. And then he freaking does it. <laughs> like, the, I just the, looked at I just looked at Sam Jones like, oh, my word. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what are you doing that, that moment? I mean, I, I didn't stand up and block anybody's view, by the way. So <laughs> I didn't have so anyone – It wasn't that impressive. <laughs> just just a killer man and then and then for brad gazan to come out in the in the locker room after talking about when he got admittedly dunked on by Messi back in was it the copa america in 2016 um yeah, that, that free kick that Messi took from a similar distance with his left foot now that one was interesting with left footed and it was curling all the way across the face of goal the beautiful thing about Almada's was that thing, and I said it in the ratings video, but it looked like it was headed up into the Terminus Legion sign somewhere. And that English he put on it sent it. Oh man, it was just just happy to be able to have seen that live. Yeah. So they're must watch again. Like that. That's yeah. what it is. Atlanta United is much must watch, and yeah. I don't think we we brought it up because I don't even think the story came out. But you know, he immediately ran over. Uh, to one of the trainers, I forget his name, but like this was the same trainer that Joseph Martinez immediately ran over to when he scored his first goal in Miami uh, when he came back from that injury. And I guess Omada said that he's had some pain specifically in his ankle, I think. That yeah, was going back uh, so, to uh, when he was out. Remember in Chattanooga, he didn't play and everybody yeah. expected him to. And then it was mentioned that he had some, some, uh, some ankle pain. I love when, when, when you see that because, like, those are a lot of unsung heroes right there. You know, the training staff and some of the coaches and, you know, people that work with you. So to see him go run and, and hug him, I immediately, like, I, I had a flashback to Joseph there, like, because I think Joseph went and kneeled to him. I think yeah. that's how that all went down. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. And, it, it, and I love, I don't know if you guys have seen the video that they took, it was from the bench facing out towards the goal and uh and the moment i mean you just see them all watching it and i don't think anybody was expecting almada i don't i think the only one in the stadium that really knew almada was going to take it was almada uh, <laughs> because even pineda after the fact he mentioned i was just watching it like everybody else in the stadium i yeah. didn't know he was going to do that so you just got to take it in man just enjoy it enjoy him while he's here because he ain't gonna be here long i hate i mean <laughs> not breaking any news here but he ain't gonna be here long so enjoy him while he's here have fun watching he's gotta him. finish the season he's got to like so, man but it, it seems less likely every time he steps on the pitch i mean maybe you sell him and you know then they loan him back to us for the the remainder of the year yeah. i mean that yeah. that's that's been you know something that's happened quite frequently in MLS um, or you make a early, you know, you make it for the future, the transfer or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like it, I feel like this is, this is the, the Almiron last year, right? Like he was getting up and going and maybe he didn't have a, a successful um, first year as Almiron did, but like you saw it was there and now he's, he's here and let's, let's make a run, baby. Let's, do Let's it. make a run. The only only question is how much he'll be sold by. And um, kind of plug my my own work on MLSsoccer.com. Um, <clears throat> you know, the side you know I had was to you know kind of get a feel from the players. Like, can he break Almiron's record? Because Almiron sold for twenty seven million, and it's becoming increasingly likely that at least at this point Almada will surpass that 
and and some other pieces on MLS. I think Jill Lowry wrote a piece as well. Just say asking the same question is um, Almada going to be sold for more than twenty seven million? And at this rate, um, it is, looks like it. Uh, I mean, Rock knock on wood. Hopefully, going up. yeah. <laughs> knock on wood. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Yeah, and you know, nothing happens. But at the same time, just drink it in, like you were saying, Tyler, Tommy. Just enjoy it. Just <laughs> Tyler, you said it. LA United are appointment viewing again. Must watch viewing. And yeah. you know, granted, he won't be playing on Saturday against Columbus because he'll be in Argentina. But at the same time, when he's back and when these other guys are back, you know this will be appointment viewing. So it's happy to see, just great to see, and not to sound biased, but I think the league is much more fun when Atlanta United are doing well. I totally agree. Must watch TV right now. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like it's 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 fun to be able to not cringe when you see. Like ugh, the game starting in half an hour, and I'm sorry, it's felt like that for the past couple of years, basically since Joseph's gone down, right? Like it's like, ugh, this game's gonna be on. I hope we, I hope we're at least entertaining because yeah. win or lose, like it's more fun when you win, and 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 it mm. sucks when you lose. But when the games are boring, that's the worst. Yeah, exactly. I can handle playing very well and and getting a loss, like that's a hundred percent. But if I'm not entertained for those ninety minutes and not watching a team really give it its all or just a team that just doesn't look like they've ever played together before, that's when I'm like, I, I can't watch these. And, th- and unfortunately, that's what it's felt like. And for multiple reasons, roster building one year, injuries last year, like it, th- that's what happens. But so far, I mean, it it's looking good. And we still really haven't seen a lot of these guys that are supposed to be maybe starters start. They're they're still on the bench and they're they've just been substitutes. NTN, Abram. Did I say it right this time? Abram, you got it. <laughs> he he's also not playing this week, but I got his name right, so that's yeah. the most important thing. Well, you've brought up Joseph already, so you got to light the candle. Oh yeah, <laughs> bring it on. I found the lighter. Um, My wife took the lighter the other day, so oh, now no. I got it. So. Nice. Yeah, Bruno's saying keep sharing his videos so Chelsea will pay $130 million. $130 million. Yeah, please. Bring it on. Um, I'm, I'm with Jill, though. I think it's going to be somewhere between 35 and 40, personally. If he keeps playing the way he is. I'm done. Let it, let it happen. Um, all right. I mean, I don't know. Like, have we beat a, a dead horse with this Portland game? Is there any other thing you guys want to hit on? I mean, it was just a good, it was a good game overall. And I like yeah. watching Atlanta go out and try to like just destroy a team and then also throw them in the river. Like, it was so fun to watch them just run riot on somebody. First time yeah. in three years, almost that they mm-hmm. hit, yeah. hit five goals on somebody. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, I think July seventeenth, twenty nineteen, against Houston Dynamo. It's the last time they scored five goals in the match, which is incredible, incredible to think about. Uh, Caleb Wiley, just real quick, just a shout out to Caleb Wiley, and I only bring this up because of Twitter. You know, Atlanta United de- declined to have him go um, to the youth team um, during this break. And a lot of people have been on there saying, you know, Atlanta United, once again, not sending players, you know, to international duty. 
what's best for Caleb Wiley, and we might have talked about this on the ratings. I can't keep up if we did or not. I've had this conversation with myself. Like, it's he's a starter here. He's playing starter minutes, even when NTN is here. The best thing for Caleb Wiley's development is to be playing all these minutes. And that's what he's getting. He's going to be the starter here. And, you know, I, I've, I, I don't like these comments that just, especially from the U S Twitter fans, like when you're him and he's been, he's learning a system and he's obviously doing extremely well, you let the kid play and that's, what's important. And he's improved every single game this season. You know, I know he didn't score two goals, but he looked better. I thought he looked better in the Portland game than he did in the Charlotte game. Like he's making better passes. I feel like his passes are getting better. Some of his crosses, I mean, some of his crosses were really bad early in the season. They're getting better. He's becoming an overall almost finished project. I mean, and there's yeah. more to see, but like he's doing everything that he's they're asking him, if not more. And that's what we want. So I, I, it is best, I think, for him to stay here. I mean, and that's not just me saying because I want to see him play for Atlanta United, and we don't really have anybody else to, to play there at this moment. Yeah, but like, it's still, it's. I think it's best for him to stay here and continue and growing, and and it's his time will come. Oh well, it's his time's going to come in a couple months, and um, in the U twenty World Cup, you you know he's going. So yeah, don't. I mean, first of all, like your club especially for what's considered a friendly window. Like you, you don't need to let him go for this. You need to let him settle in, continue to settle in, grow off of the, the performance he had in Charlotte, you know, and then he, and he comes in and scores the first goal against Portland. He's on one. So let him continue that the confidence at 18 years old that he's building from these performances is you're not going to get that in a, in a yeah. friendly U 20 camp. Mm-hmm. Keep him. Let him go to the World Cup and, and have some fun there because he hey he needs to go for that. That's a big big experience. Yeah. Um, and then and then get him back and let him keep developing and growing. But yeah, I'm like you. I mean, he he could go somewhere right now. I, he doesn't need to. I think Atlanta needs to keep him as long as they can. But it's just it's fun to watch him blossom. How he has he's he's just he's taken that next step, and it's fun when you can visually see a player that you, you know, has it in them. And then to watch them actually do it is just really cool to watch. Um, Ariel pointing out something here. Anyone notice how Yakimakis hyped up the crowd after we thought we got scored on? Um, yeah, that's a key. And also Arujo, he didn't do it then, but Arujo was after two misses that not misses, but after two plays that I saw, he was, he was as play was getting ready to restart. He was throwing his hands up, you know, in a, in a, kind of getting the crowd into it kind of way. And that's what yeah. you want to see, right? Like you want to see your, your team trying to get the crowd pumped up. Like they need to interact with the crowd. And when they do, when the team does, and then when the fans do it, especially in the bins, it adds a whole other vibe Feed off of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <clears throat> so, so glad for Wiley. I mean, 18 years old and Pineda's talked about the little things he does you know, not just attacking, but in defending. I think he kind of talked about that on Sunday as well, just how good he is in that. And, uh, yeah, he's far from the finished finish product. He's 18 years old. He's still young, but uh, he, he's definitely getting there. And I think he's a bit ahead of schedule. And, you know, some of the comments saying, hey, why, why are we um, 
why why send him to play the U twenties where he could get in form against a club in a club level or at the club level? And I hundred percent agree. Uh, I mean, it's good. It'll be good for him to get his legs underneath him with the U twenties and get some chemistry. But at the same time, it's much better at the club level to be able to get that chemistry. So he's more than ready to go to U twenty World Cup. So again, just just great to see. Great to see. Yeah, I you agree. know you 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 mentioned Yakamakis uh, gets the the crowd riled up and and ready. I think we have another guy that gets the crowd riled up and ready to go. I'm, I'm trying to do these segues as as good just, as I can. Just a little bit. I like I like where you're going. I, I was really trying. To, I was like waiting. Away. I was like, let me say it. Let me. Let he's he's just waiting. He's chomping at the bit for this one. All right, cool. So, <laughs> and there he is. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm looking for a USB from over the weekend that I can't find that has a lot of my music. And oh, that's hey, take your time. We're good. No, I might okay. have your hoodie, and you might have mine. I think we. I do. I do. I was like, I was like, let me, let me get in character. <laughs> Atlanta United gear. So, yeah. how's everybody doing? Good, good man. Hey. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Pleasure so, and honor. I guess because we were talking, we were kind of going back and forth in the background a little bit. But so, so I guess tell everybody how, how you go by, what you go by, and, and your name if you want to. <laughs> so my name is Elmir. Okay, it comes from a Brazilian artist named Elmir Deodato, but everybody calls me EU because I was like really my nickname growing up. Uh, the only yes. time I would hear my my full name is if I was in trouble. You know, uh, yeah, well, kind of like Latin parents and stuff, but like everybody really calls me EU or EU in Spanish. Uh, yeah. so yeah, either that works, however, you guys want to call me. Cool, cool, works out. All right, so and by, look, man, by all means, you you find that 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 USB drive, like you ain't you no, ain't no, us no. At it's all. just I, I, like I kind of started while I was listening to the show, but I just stopped. That's just like took some stuff off that I needed to put back in before I forgot it. Like <laughs> my Atlanta United batch, I always keep it in my bag. Yeah. Because I don't know in which car I'm going to go or if I'm going to take the Marta and then I show up to work and I don't have my batch. Oh, so uh, yeah. So I always yeah, like yeah. put it in a place that I know it's always going to be there. So yeah. I, I saw a video earlier. Um, is is that like is that the studio right there? Because I saw uh, your, yeah, your video like, that you made. Yeah, home studio. Yeah. Uh, so that's the background, you guys. That's my kitchen too. The background <laughs> that uh, that I recorded, but then I go ahead and move that. That has like slides, and I kind of put it there. Those are like some collection of vinyls from my parents to my current stuff, which is mostly Latin. Um, trying to like cool thing I connect that I've had <laughs> toys, Atlanta United stuff, my books. Yeah. <laughs> The suitcase that I usually put away and then just have to put it out. Uh, let's see. Some more junk. But yeah, this is like, this is where I do a lot of the stuff here. Very nice. Uh, and then this is like actually my view most of the time. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Guitars, speakers. Yeah. Kind of, yeah well, I got you guys on the iPad, so it kind of worked out. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So how, how, how did you... Um... Just talk a little bit about your background. How did you get into DJing and how did you get so, involved ultimately with Atlanta United? Uh, I've been DJing since 2008. 
I kind of started in college, you know, doing the home, like the homies, we all gather up, we did the school parties and it wasn't really DJing. I was just creating playlists and people were like, yo, you're kind of like dope of this and kind of got into it and pursued it, quit school to pursue really this. Just a very, very short story. There's a, there's a podcast that I recently did with some homies and it, it, we really went in depth as far as like a timeline. So I could send you guys the link and you guys could share it. Yeah. Um, the, with Atlanta United, I always, I always wanted to DJ for an Atlanta team and Puerto Rico. We really are not big into NFL or at least when I was growing up now it is. So to me, it blew my mind how, obsessive people were with college football here in the United States, or at least in Georgia, I was like, it's just college. Like <laughs> I didn't get it, man. Like every time I would get tickets for a game, I would make so much money selling them. So it was just awesome. <laughs> uh, the, the, then the Hawks, I knew the DJ at the Hawks. And then I also knew the DJs at the Falcons. Braves really didn't have a DJ when this all this was going on, which was Turner Field. And then my boy Danny M used to do a few other games. So I was like, I'm not going to step on any of the homies' toes, you know, try to take a gig away. But when the team announced, I was like, ah, oh, this is my, That's this, my, one this right is my sport. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been a fan of the sport since like 96, 94, around there. Played FIFA on Super Nintendo, watched <laughs> numerous World Cups. Um, so, you know, if I felt a connection, not only that, also because of my style of music background, I just knew I was going to be able to connect with the players, fans and everything being a very, very diverse crowd. Um, and we announced the team in what, 15, I want to say 14, 14, 15, 14. Yeah. yeah 14, 15. Uh, when was the year that we did the tabernacle that we introduced Tito and the kit? I think it was 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to that because I was a founding member and that's when I was like, no, 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 I need to, because whoever was DJing and playing the music, I just felt like no disrespect to them, but there was no connection really. Like it just didn't feel like it really was in there. So I, uh, I started tweeting for a whole year. Like, hey, I want to almost every day. I want to be your DJ <laughs> in Spanish, English, Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, man, Ariel. No, uh, and I kind of let every friend that I knew that worked in like market agencies or you know, marketing agencies that I that might know somebody in Atlanta United. I was like, hey, do you know anybody? If you do, let them know that I want to be the DJ. Just interview. I and I, oh man, you'll be perfect for it. The tweeting didn't work. I, I think they just thought I was like some crazy guy, which honestly I would have, like I thought they would have blocked me, you know, <laughs> like every week, at least five tweets were out uh, and retweeted by the whole city. And then literally maybe a month before our first home opener, um, Kelsey, which used to work at live operations with Falcons, and obviously transferred to United. So live operations, so you guys know, are the people that really run the in-game production. So the tunnel, right? The crew that breaks it down. Yeah. uh, 
we have a big team. So shout out to live operations. Uh, part of the team handles the away team. Part of our team handles the home game, the home team, like as far as like getting balls uh, for the away teams, water. Uh, somebody's assigned to the refs. So it's a, a full live team that I guess production team. Anyway, she was like the boss at the moment before she moved to LA and she asked a friend or somebody that worked is like, Hey, do you know a DJ? And that person asked one of my friends and I was like, bro, I got the perfect dive, blah, blah, blah. So this was February 13th. I remember till this day, 2017. Yeah. Um, it was a Saturday. I finished DJing at the club and my boy goes like, Hey, you're going to receive an email from Atlanta United on Monday. I was like, no fucking way. I'm not sure we could curse on this side. <laughs> right, you're good, man. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, uh, no way. And um, sorry to the little Atlanta United fans. I will, I'll try to keep this clean. Uh, so we were leaving to Cuba that Sunday and it was like Christmas gift for my wife at the moment. Uh, my current, like my wife and Valentine. So like, I kind of made it a whole thing, mini vacation. I had no signal in Cuba. So I wasn't going to be on my phone, zero work stuff. As soon as they tell you, tell, they tell me it's like, come back. We're like, we land to for a lot for a lot of deal. And once we get on the plane to Cuba, I kind of break the news. And I was like, so like, we're already on the plane. <laughs> like you tomorrow, it's like I gotta kind of check my email just in case this email comes through. She understood, but she was upset at the same time. <laughs> sure enough, as soon as we wake up, I'm like every hour check my email. Um, I got the email. I wrote to her. It's like, hey, yes, I would love to talk, do it or talk. And uh, but I'm in Cuba right now. When it's a good like when I get back, it's like, oh yeah, we could do it. Friday, like we came back on Wednesday or something like that. A five hundred dollar roaming bill came later after two as well. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> yeah. Dang. Um, yeah, mm. but it was straight, you know, it was worth it. Um so they uh I got the gig, but then right like a week before the first match, the home opener, they tell me, Hey, so America's family's insurance, which is our sponsor, hired directly another DJ and it was uh outcast. I cannot think his name. Like we were having this conversation. I'll drop his name immediately, yeah, but yeah, right now it always happens. Yeah. And uh, he's done stuff with the Falcon. So there was like that, you know, it was okay. He's done stuff with it, but he did it, but he did what he knows how to do, which was probably play a lot of hip hop. And it didn't really, again, it didn't really mesh with what was going on. And even during the game, I was like, I was enjoying the game, but I was listening. I was like, okay, let me learn. So when it's my turn, I, I could, there was no like sort of like international, not even Latin, like, like just n like nothing, not even Despacito, like, which was one of the biggest records is at the yeah. moment. Like, and I just felt like, okay, there's a disconnect. Mind you, Jamil Assad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, I found it. A uh, little, little surprise for you, Tommy pulled it up. <laughs> but, <laughs> See, that was March 6th. And no, that, so I already maybe had had the conversation and I still kept tweeting, but <laughs> you could go as back and further back. But yeah, there's a lot of those. 
Yeah, um, yeah. If, if you're listening to the podcast, that was just a tweet where he's tweeting. <laughs> yeah, it was from 2017. Damn, that's some good yeah. searching engine. I don't think <laughs> I'm yeah, yet. Tommy, all Tommy. Yeah. Tommy, get that Twitter uh, over here. So <laughs> nothing. I I um I send them an email and kind of was like, hey, I'm not sure if I'm overstepping, but I just feel like you know this was missing, and they're like, oh no, not at all. Like the more input we get, because a lot of the people that first worked the first five. Uh, first, second, third game really came from the Falcons. So they have a different background and culture as far as like the in-game experience. And so we started hiring people that came from DC United. And and then we started getting like our own kind of like team for Atlanta United, you could say. Um, um, anyways, long story short, uh, second home game came in. I did my thing. And ever since I've been the DJ, Right. And so, over the years, it's just been like, you're the DJ. That was it. They would like even ask me like, hey, can you DJ this match? I was like, hey, don't worry. I could DJ the whole season. I have it in the calendar already. You don't have to ask me. Yeah. Go ahead and slot um, me in now. Yeah. And then, um, and then you know, what, seven seasons still doing. And I, I got more responsibilities as the seasons go as well. Um, just, I guess, showing what I could really do, not just like, you know, play the music, uh, my knowledge into like production, even marketing stuff, uh, and the relationships that I built with the players over the years as well. Right. Yeah. That's, um, we want to talk about all that. That's, that's all. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you're, you're reading my mind. It's like, didn't <laughs> send you these questions beforehand, but this is all perfect. No. Nah, so the, you know, and 2000, this is like the, biggest like the most i've had where every match game there's a home game i had we have a, a zoom meeting like with the production team as far as like music and and stuff that i already knew but seeing like being more involved i'm even learning little things and stuff like that and just getting my input and being heard a little bit more it's awesome too right because before i would just channel it to other people and other people would suggest it uh but uh it's just been the dream job, honestly, best gig. And I've traveled the world, DJ, blessed to say that. But it's just so awesome, man. Like, it's just the response. And, you know, we I'm, I'm the DJ for MLS champion team, right? Like, yeah. it's just not a lot of people get to say that. And it's the perfect crowd, too, right? Like, there's nothing best like fans. Nothing no. like it, man. It's awesome. No. it's That's like I tell people I DJ for the best fans in the world. Yeah. What is it like? And they're like, I just see it for the best fans in the world. Yeah. And they're like, would you ever? It's like, I was like, man, if I ever quit DJ nightclubs, I still would do Atlanta United. Yeah. Until yeah. I get to retire a jersey or something. <laughs> something yeah. Like that. But yeah, um, not, I kind of went a lot. So you guys keep asking. No, man, that's, dude, that's actually a really cool story. I had no idea. Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, for all the kids out there listening, don't give up. You'll get your yeah. dreams up. Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you want something and it's for you, it'll come through. If it's not for you, like something else will come. I always said that things in life happen for a reason. Uh, it might not happen when you want it. And if it didn't, it's because it wasn't your moment, right? Like you may not have been ready. So it even comes down to like there's a DJ competition called Rebel 3 Style. It used to be a like a big, big uh, DJ competition across the world and i did it in 2011 and i thought i should have won it but i didn't 
And I won it. I went back in 2013 and I won it. But I understood that in 2011, I wasn't mature enough to understand the responsibility or like to keep kind of like going with it. So it, it, I was like, once I won it, I was like, okay, I understand. I understand now what it means to like why I won it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's very, uh, like you said, don't give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, that is a really cool story. Again, I had no yeah. idea. I don't know how many people knew that, but that's, that's hilarious about the tweets though. Um, every year, every, <laughs> like for a whole year, literally sometimes I would just wake up. Oh shit. I forgot to like tweet. Yeah. <laughs> just go that's back awesome. to sleep. So, but it didn't work though. That wasn't really the reason why I got hired. <laughs> hey, but right. you was in somebody's <laughs> ear though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. So, you talking about kind of how over the years you've kind of gotten more responsibility and everything. It, it seemed to now correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed to kind of culminate a lot with that laser show that they did at AmFam Cup. So, how much did you have a hand in all that and and that whole production? So the laser show, all the music production was mine. Like I did it. Yes. Uh, not a lot of original tracks, but like all the mashups, like there was the Zombie Nation trap remix, but it had uh, hooks from Atlanta anthem songs. Yeah, I I did. I spent I want to say a good week working on that. Like pretty much almost like five hours, six hours a day. Yeah. Uh, um. So how it happened is like, Hey, we're doing this laser show for M fam cup. You think you could like, I always kind of like, Hey, I could do this. I could do this. And they kind of like, we're like, well, do you think you could do it? I was like, yeah, let's, I got the call on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I want to say maybe January, like even before block party or anything like that. So, or launch kit launch, obviously. I think we had like three weeks to get everything done or a month to get everything done. So kit launch was like, I think the 15th, if I'm not mistaken, or Wednesday 15th around there. That sounds uh, right. I, that sounds I right. Pull a calendar. <laughs> we really want to get to the date. date. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a whole, yeah, I'm going to pull the calendar just in, in set, just in case I get facts. Check real quick. I, I, look, I don't think anybody's gonna no, fact check. No, 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 no. So it was the fifteenth, so literally a month. Uh so a Thursday they called me, and I we hang up. So I make the notes of what they want, and I was just like, I I was like, okay, cool. Kind of close, finished the call, and I started working on it. And the first night, I send them a rough draft. I was like, hey, what do you think of this? And they were like, holy shit, <laughs> like, this is amazing. And then they started, like, <laughs> mind you, there was, like, probably, like, eight different people that needed to approve it, like, or give their input. And I would just get small feedback. And um, and then also waiting on goal calls, like, you, I'm not sure if you guys heard the our first goal, which was the Jamil Asad goal, and then, like, when yep. we won the championship. Yep. Uh, so was, waiting on those good, things. Good touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got like I heard it once it was completely mixed and mastered and done and resent to me. I got chills. Like I was yeah. like I got it sent like at three in the morning. I was sleeping in the nightclub, and uh, I lived like fifteen minutes away from. Where I was working. I heard that thing like three, four times. Just like, and I got chills when I heard yeah, it, and I could just visualize bumps. it. Yeah, yeah. So I sent the first, 
draft and then we went I went to the stadium to put some final touches and also give my input on certain tracks and like okay yeah that, that works and then I also I was also part of the creative of the visual part like the the part that Archie goes DJU are we ready Atlanta are we ready like I I wanted to tribute him so I was like hey let's get like a mouth with a grill into like the whole but we a lot of the like the first initial call like from the upper management uh they already kind of had an idea what they wanted was just me of like putting this vision that they had together and just kind of like and um our creatives did a lot of the artwork um so it was a it was a good process and then we they hired a company to do the all the laser uh programming and stuff so that was like the first project of this year you could say so so more That's to come a, maybe hopefully yeah yeah <laughs> so right now like my whole my only like my big focus is really playing for the players and getting them hyped uh to the point that i was like okay guys like what are the new songs and like anything and soccer is very superstitious like we don't want like keep the same songs it's working we're winning let's not change anything yeah. i was like <laughs> All right, I was like, I'm going to change a few things, but you guys are not going to notice, but it, it's just one of those things. Uh, but uh, right now, that's the only focus. Uh, obviously, I had a, I, uh, a block party. I helped book uh, the DJs that played with alongside me. Like, every year, I try to invite – I try to invite DJs from Atlanta, obviously, that I know they're killing it, that are dope, that – but our fans as well, not just like, oh, yeah, I want to play for Atlanta. Like, right. I want to play the block party because it's cool. No, they're fans of the team. They follow the, follow the team. And also not try to repeat it, like give an opportunity every year to like New Year. So this year I kind of suggested some DJs with our marketing department. Shout out to Sydney. And uh, she approved the ones that I really suggested. Um, uh, even the, the performing act, Roscoe Dash, which I thought was kind of fire. Obviously, everything really Atlanta. Um, over the last two years ago, uh, they allowed me to to select the Golden Spy Kidder for Hispanic Heritage Month, which was uh, Jetty the Venezuelan artist. Yeah. Grammy-nominated artist. So every year I try to help with that. It's just a matter of getting artists locked in. So kind of like help a little bit with marketing and obviously the music side. Uh, but as you guys can see, this year is the first year that I'm inside the stadium permanently. Mm -hmm. uh, we call it the ball. Um, and I'm actually DJing every match where previous years it was like one game here, one game there, a few games here, a few games there. And it was also about just locking in sponsors to be able to pay for my for my DJ setup, like the rig, mm -hmm. the A. And obviously last year we pushed it that we were able to get enough content to sell it and and it worked out i think it's it's awesome it's working out it's, that booth is pretty sweet yeah yeah it's, it's awesome. awesome and uh you know it's funny like i this year i'm up there right but because i'm doing so much i don't get to see the games as much as i used to yeah before i was in the in the little corner where the players will warm up like i would do front porch players welcome I will greet actually the supporter march, and then that was done. And then uh, shout out to DJ Q Storm, which was the in 
the in-house DJ up top in the booth that nobody sees. Shout out to DJ Mike Keith, which is our DJ in-house DJ for the for. So when I'm not DJing, he's the one playing the music. Okay. So before I would just like, you know, hey, the players want these songs. These are the songs, and I would like prep a lot of the work and just hand it over. Where this time I'm prepping it, but I'm actually doing it live a lot more all the matches so i'm still doing front porch which is one of my favorite parts uh, i have this tradition that i have different handshakes now with each player which is for good luck like andrew and i like goodman the first year like the first match that he scored we did a pound and then the next game he tried it out. i was like no 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 let's keep the pound going and <laughs> that's just the thing we don't say hi any no other way except the pound that's right I like certain handshakes uh um, and then the, the kids that really show up for that, like it's, man, once you see one of the players stop and just acknowledge them or even not even sign, just acknowledge them, give them a high five, like their, their face lights up and it's, it's awesome. That's it's awesome. A it's a fun, fun fact. Goopman. It's funny you brought up Goopman cause he was on the show too. A couple of, oh, couple yeah, of a month, month and a half ago. Yeah. So, yeah. Right before the season started, right during preseason. Yeah. is when they were in Mexico. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I saw that. Didn't catch it. I gotta watch the replay. He's the homie, man. He's such yeah, he's such a good guy. Man, I like and you know, I so little did I know, like we had signed him and then we loaned him, I think is yeah. what happened. Up the Red Bulls, yeah. And I was like, why did we do that? Like, <laughs> oh my god, like last year to me, he made a lot of a difference. Him and Lennon. Yeah. And then once Burata kind of like got into like the chemistry with the team, um, it was it was good to see that like there's certain players that you were like, oh man, I'm so happy and appreciate it. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot more personalities around this year. Uh, that, so obviously I have a relationship with them and and I have a relationship with older players and but the the chemistry that I feel amongst all of them and talking and being around them. It's just it gives you 2018 vibes again, and it and I feel it. And it's not like not saying that we're not going to win the MLS Cup, <laughs> but we are. But it's just that energy, like that energy amongst all of them is it's just amazing. They're happy. They're they're just happy, man. Like, and I love it. I love it. And it, it's funny you bring that up because that's something that we've talked about on here. Like, you know, I go down in the locker room, me and Sydney usually go down in the yeah. locker room after the fact. And and we're, you know, of course it's like interviews, you know, it's, it's from a, a journalistic standpoint. Yeah. Um, but I'm also of the mindset that like, not everything has to be, you know, Walter Cronkite news from like the seventies yeah. where you like, make it fun, make it enjoyable. Yeah. And personable. Yeah, Personal. and and the personalities you're seeing down there, Derek Etienne, hilarious. Andrew Gutman, just super cool. Um, Parata, he you know he came at the training ground. He did his interview in English, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, but everybody, you know, Arujo's that dude's always laughing, joking around about something. Yeah. And so the vibe just seems so different. Like they're so That's they funny. seem Ar happy. Arujo to me is like the mm. most serious ones right now. Like <laughs> just like he has this like. I think it's something he has a chip in his shoulder that he wants to like, it's just his focus and his mentality. Yeah. Like I want to destroy everything. And, uh, but yeah, man, the energy between the boys is amazing. And I, and I love it. And I want to keep it. I want them to keep going because no matter what, if they're having fun, right. 
that's really what their their end goal was to become professional soccer players get paid to do what you for you what you love like and like you said Etienne like Etienne tweeted like hey I need a barber and I was like hey like hit up Christian Bite, which cuts my hair and every other player's barber and and he ended up going right but I didn't know about it until like I went and got a haircut oh yeah he came and and I saw him I was like yo that like the first time we met I was like that's a fresh fade I think you owe me a, a cut because of the recommendation he started laughing like that was our first interaction yeah and it's it's funny every time we we sign a new player right i obviously like i want everybody to know that i'm a united fan first and then i'm the dj for the team like i no. always i bought season tickets before i got the gig like i'm a i'm a fan like i'm a i uh when we have influencers or artists that are like we get them jerseys as a gift they're like, what number should we put out? It's like 17 because that's the fans number. That's After the that. number. There's a history. Like when I give them the jersey, they're going to look at the 17 and I'm going to explain it to them. And when I explain it to them, they're going to feel they're part of the history of the team. So yep. I'm not just like, oh, yeah, here you go, man. Yeah, I'm DJ EU, the cool. No, like <laughs> it's like here's the history behind all of this, right? Yeah. That's why like I even wear a 17 because I'm part of, of you guys, not just the DJ. Um so with with the players, I hit them following. I don't even write, and they follow me back, right immediately because they either find out by somebody in the organization. And I just like, hey man, I'm like, I'm the team DJ. I was like, send me your tracks whenever you get a chance. It's like I'll, I'll keep them in rotation for your warm. It's like, oh man, we heard so I heard so much about you. You're like the man, like blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just, just give, I'm the DJ. Just play, I'll play your songs. Just win or something. Play well. Please, please just win. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really dope, man. But the energy, like, it's just – and I'll, I'll say, like, Joseph to me was my brother, and he still is. Like, we we talk almost every week. And I was – like, every fan was hurt, though, like, that he left. Uh, some were happy. Some weren't. I just – I just thought he was part of, like, you know, the legacy of the team, right? Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I was I was sad. and. But then I read Felipe's interview, uh, how the coach wanted him that bad, right? And then I, I read another interview, another interview about him being happy there. And then I spoke to him. I asked him everything. He's like, yeah, I'm really happy. And, I, and that's when I was able to get over that. Like, it felt like I was an ex-girlfriend that couldn't yeah. get over that. He broke up with me kind of thing. Yeah. But the fact that he was all, he was happy where he was. I was happy for him, but then when I saw the team was happy, and unfortunately, you know, we move on and everything. Yeah. It's like I was, I'm happy for our team as well, right? Like it's just, it's just a whole little happy bubble. So it took me a minute, but like I, it seemed them that happy. I just understood maybe that there wasn't a chemistry just because maybe one, two, or whatever players, just there was something off. And we, I till this day, I, I couldn't know. I don't know. I don't, sometimes like the boys tell me too much and I prefer they didn't. I, I just, you know, like, but I, I'm a friend. I'm just there to listen to them. And I just like Joseph sometimes like, Hey, just man, just call and yeah. talk to somebody. 
and fixes like but everybody has their own personality right well you know and it, it it's kind of goes back to what you were talking about before because you know lord knows we've talked about joseph everybody's talked about joseph yeah. that's just part of it right i mean the dude's an atlanta united legend it's not going to change yeah. Yeah. um but sometimes things happen for a reason yeah and that like time was, was over at atlanta right now so yeah. um i think everybody misses joseph for sure you know that's that's part of it that's also the the sport of soccer. You know, you can't keep oh, you can't man. keep folks around forever. Unfortunately, bro. End of season, like once the season ends, is this one of the saddest saddest two months that happens because you become so close with these guys. Next thing you know, MLS Super Draft or what or yep. what is it the the draft that a new team a new um, what is it a, yeah, the expansion the, draft the, the expansion, expansion draft. draft yep and then like damn like your your friend that became almost family like kind of like as far away you still keep that friendship but you you didn't want that right right uh like, like being in house day, i'm moving away like this till this day i'm good friends with jamil Assad. yeah mm-hmm. yeah he was like the first player that i interacted the first season with like via social medias and he's the one that introduced me to the rest of the team that's awesome yeah uh, that's really cool so you know till this day i still talk to miguel yeah oh really I, yeah i have an invitation to go and watch him play in newcastle like oh man yes. yeah. you can see uh, um, i think I, you can see darren got, as well yeah that's what i'm saying no i'm getting like <laughs> if miguel doesn't give me good tickets i'm hitting up darren i'm like yo <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're your karaoke dj's here what's up right. like can i sit in your suite the presidential suite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, Leandro, um, Barco. Barco, I don't talk much, but I, I still start in touch. Craig, when he just got moved back to Atlanta, like we'll have lunch every other month. Like I'm telling you, like these guys have become really good friends. Nagby, whenever I see something about his kids, like I, I just yeah. interact. And it's just, uh, you become, they don't, like, I just don't show them as like, oh, I'm, there's an interest or anything. Like, no, I'm like, I'm your DJ. Like, I'm here for you. I want the same. And there's, I guess, a respect. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, uh, you know, they, like you were talking about the superstitions and all, yeah. but they take that music seriously. Soccer teams yeah. in general, especially heavily Hispanic soccer yeah. teams, take that kind of stuff yeah. seriously. And, you know, after a win, man, they are they are blasting that music down there in the locker room. And it's just a vibe. Oh, yeah. It, it's I, cool I that forgot they've got the they connection with me. you. I forgot who they told me that's in charge of the playlist in the locker room. I know but last year the I think it was Alan Franco, I think. It was Alan Franco. And then this year, I forgot they told me who it was. And I was like, okay, send me the Spotify play. Because it's like everybody puts in a, a, an input. Okay. Right? Yeah. So it's what they really want to hear. Uh, but it's mostly Latin driven for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. like Miles Robinson loves Figueton. Like so, so let me put it like go mom. As much as he loves little like future little baby, he loves Bat Bunny and all of that. So it's pretty cool to see. So speaking of Bat Bunny, uh, I'm trying to go because we've had a lot of comments um, over here. But Ariel had a question: Are there any certain restrictions on what you can play at the stadium? Because every time you play Bat Bunny, you get the place rocking. So, so there is like it's a family environment. So. Right. There is songs like even if it's clean, the references are dirty. Yeah. Um, 
So with Bad Bunny, right? And in Bad Bunny in general, like the song could say clean, but there's certain words in Puerto Rican slang that are bad for us, mm -hmm. but then they're not for the Mexican culture, but they're still bad for the Colombian culture. So I, if I don't play a particular song, it's just because I haven't had time to like edit it completely, make it squeaky clean, like what I call it squeaky clean, where I actually make it like Atlanta United friendly. Uh, but there was a song that I remember I almost played and I edited it and all you hear the whole song was like every five seconds or like we, I used a reverse <laughs> effect. Yeah. And I was like, so <laughs> three quarters of the song is gone. So that's really only restrictions. And then luckily uh, fans get to do the surveys and certain fans are very specific on what they want. And there's um, we look at, demographic charts of like the age that we but that really applies more for me on halftime versus uh player warm-ups because i'm really like like that's why on that on that facebook group i kind of went in and explained because i feel like uh a few of the fans were attacking what i did without really knowing exactly all of what i did um and i didn't want them to end up hating me i wanted them to enjoy what i do you know especially that i've been like working hard seven seasons to get to where i'm at at the moment right inside yeah, the stadium definitely jamming out with you guys um so um so as long as i do player warm-ups and if i'm still djing while player warm-ups are ending and we're not really focusing on the players and we start focusing like i'll get it i have an in uh, in your piece that I'm getting talked on on like directions. So like a lot of the fans are coming in as like, they're like, EU, EU. I'm like, you're talking to me, but I'm not <laughs> hearing anything you're saying because I have my right. DJ headphones. I have an in-ear piece that I'm hearing certain things. There's things that I do hear this. So I apologize to the fans. I know I just acknowledge <laughs> you and wave you. And yeah. if you said something, I'm really sorry that I didn't hear it. Um, so I'll get a cue like, okay, uh, we're done really with player warmups. Start playing music for kids or for the fans. So you'll start seeing that the halo board, the images will start focusing on the fans. And then I transition my music to more, see if we could get the fans to interact kind of. Thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a lot like science behind it. I could, like yeah, yeah. football and like soccer, uh, Atlanta is super easy compared to a Hawks or even a Falcons game. Like yeah. I see the script of my co fellow coworkers, and I was like, "Whoo, man!" It's I was like, "You got like you gotta be on point, point." Like you're not like where me. I'm more DJing, DJing, like really doing what I do in all of the environments, and it's really getting the crowd and the fans hype, right? Uh, but as far as like restrictions, no, like a lot of like most of the requests from the players are not it's not your typical top 40 it's yeah, exactly. very international music right yeah. like uh Cedric's song is free from desire like that's his jam right who is that like, which uh, one is that uh Cedric. Is it huh which which player uh Cedric. oh yeah, yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah how do you guys say it Sedich. Sedich. Oh, Sedich. yeah, yeah. 
It's the the the, the I almost wanted to, out of, I, I almost wanted out of order. in Spanish Seji. <laughs> yeah, well that's that's what a lot right. of us have said multiple times. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, so, yeah. so his song is Free from Desire. Uh, uh let me see what else. Something like off that I could probably sorry, I'm like opening my Are you good? Uh so I could share this with you guys. Were you the one that was putting, or was it the players when they were doing the rogue games last year? They would put together a playlist. They would post it so on did, Spotify. So I did one for them because they couldn't get the players to do it on time, and then uh, then the players actually started doing it with me uh, with uh, social media. Okay. Uh, team, and it's and it's still because I was like, great, now I could pull from this, and that's what I've been doing, like. Um, for example, Araujo has a song, a Brazilian song called Sona de Perigo, and it's almost like a Brazilian bachata, which okay. I've never heard. Asi got once I Know You Want Me by Pitbull. <laughs> Etienne wants Young Thug Ski, which is like a little dance. Uh, Juan Purata wanted Air Force One. <laughs> kind of like went with awesome. it. <laughs> yeah, so hilarious. Like, uh, Chul wants Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. So you have an idea of like the difference of like like songs that are hyping these guys up. Like it's a whole spectrum. And I love yeah. it because I was like, that's how I DJ normally. Like I play everything. So it's it challenges me because also I'm like, okay, I played this Freed from Desire remix. Let me look for a new one. Cause to see if he like recognizes it and stuff. And then last game we were kind of almost celebrating St. Patrick's side so drop, drop kicks Murphy. So yeah, just a little, I don't have restrictions, but just kind of keep it family friendly. It's really that, a, that guess, a quick Juan answer with yeah. Air Force One. That's, that's hilarious. That's amazing. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The fact that he kind of kept on with what we, yeah, we kind of baptized perfect. him with. Yeah. That's right. I like yeah. I like his personality though. He's he's a he's a cool guy. Just in the I little think, bit that I've interacted with. I think with him. I think everybody and every Atlanta United fangirl loves him too. <laughs> <laughs> My wife does. She's seen pictures of him without a shirt on, so she's My yeah, she's all about well. him. I took a picture of him without a shirt and put my face. I was like, here you go. Here's your photo. And she's like, you ruined it for me. I was like, wait, what? It was like, it's the same. That's what I'm doing for Mother's Day. Good idea there. Yeah, yeah. Bring out like a picture, put your pic- your face in it. Yeah. I think every husband, every Atlanta United husband should do that. Challenge accepted. Come to the show and get gift ideas for Mother's Day. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Valentine's Day next year. Yeah. But uh yeah, man. So yes and no, you know, just keep it family friendly because we do have kids in there, right? We have yeah. we not only have teenagers, we have like young kids that yeah. Right. That my uh my five month old at the time baby girl was there at the opening opening day match. Not that she's gonna That's hear amazing. like what is that? But yeah, yeah. You got kids all ages, man. And it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So any Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, is like any other questions from the fans that I need to? Yeah, I, I mean, or we got a handful. Guys... Yeah, um, really? I didn't think they yeah. would write that many. No, yeah. man. Look, you, you, you are a you're a popular guy. 
Yeah, you're a very popular guy. <laughs> while I tell you what, while I'm pulling pulling a couple up, yeah, quick, just off the top of your head, and it might be pretty obvious, but what's your, what was your favorite Atlanta United moment? You would you would think is MLS Cup because obviously that's like amazing, but MLS Cup I like I really didn't appreciate everything because there was so much going on and I was doing um that I really didn't enjoy it until like we did the parade on Monday, right? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. And Tuesday is when I was like I was able to like enjoy right. it. But uh, man, like there's so many, but like my favorite, favorite moment was like when I randomly got called to do the golden spike. Yeah. And that was like Hispanic heritage. I didn't understand why I was getting asked for. I was like, oh no, yeah, you're part of the team. You're kind of you're part of the family. And I didn't understand it. And I just did it. And like the response that you guys, the fans, like the fans were in like, who is this guy? And like you guys were welcoming. And also that match. To me, yeah. that match that we played against Club America, because to me, it was the first, get me if I'm wrong, big international team that we played. That It wasn't like uh, a little team. It was a monster team. Yeah. You're talking about Club America, right? Yep. yep. Almost and half was, the stadium was Club America fans. Yeah. And it's like, and it was a heck of a game. Like, yeah. It was an amazing, beautiful game. We fought it. We played it. That goal by uh, Lorenowitz, dude. That was a that uh, was a thunder strike. I, I was just about to bring that up, man. Yeah. So like, it was to me like obviously MLS Cup, but to me like, we just proved that we just had won the cup, right? That was 2019, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The can- yeah, yeah, that, yeah the game you're talking about, the yeah, 2019. Obviously, we didn't have Tata. Uh, Miguel wasn't with us, right? Miguel had got left already. No, he had he had dipped out Close right down. after uh, the beginning of that year before yeah. the season started. Yeah. yeah, he was gone. Yeah. Um, we just proved that we just didn't win MLS Cup because we beat only MLS teams. Like we were high quality team, and and I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't like Club America brought second team. No, like yep. everybody that needed to play on that game. Uh, to me, that was like my, one of my favorite yeah. moments. Uh, then obviously all of 2018, like there's yeah. too many, like even even first goal at Bobby Dodd. Like I was right there in that, sitting in that corner where Jamil came in. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, when I saw it, I was like, this is, this is the beginning of what probably I've been waiting my whole life since I moved to Atlanta, Georgia in 2002, yeah. like to love a team this, this much. Right. Uh, just honestly, as a fan of all of that. And then like each season it has its, its own. And then Joseph's like, I was there with him on the MVP celebrations and all of that. Yeah. But also like Joseph last call with a team. Like to me, that was just like you know how long he's been trying that bicycle kick for? How many seasons? I know, man. And he finally nailed it. No, and it wasn't like so. I was looking at uh, somebody tried to like, oh well, Cristiano Ronaldo could do that with highs close, and I put <laughs> both bicycle kicks. Like Joseph was a rocket, like yeah. into the goal. Like it wasn't a lob. It was like like 
to me, his that was his goodbye. Like, oh, just I enjoy every moment, man. Like even that golazo from from uh, Tiago. Like it was just it was like almost like mm. him spending a whole month with Messi. He just like yeah. just stared at him. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how you do it. <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, kind of like magic. brought this energy to our first match against Orlando and Tito scoring that banger. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like we just have so many, but the club America, that cup, like that match to me was, cause it, I hit the golden spike and I, it was surreal. I didn't understand it. And then how the match ended and how beautiful it was. And we won. It was just like, it was just like a perfect day. It was dope. Mm-hmm. That's a good shout. I like awesome. it. That was a fun match. Any Greek music coming yeah, in? So Bruno yeah, asking the chat. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I got some requests from uh, our boy, um, but he actually just gave me more house music. So if you guys have anything that I could listen to, just send me a tweet and I'll check it out and I'll see how I can work it out. Okay. So so Yakamakis, he he's he's the house guy. Yeah. They, so. He he remember that. that first interview that he said that like if the D is not rocking, he put his own headphones. <laughs> Still haven't seen him put his own headphones. So I think go. I'm doing a good job. Go. Or <laughs> the staff is not letting him, so I appreciate the staff not letting him put headphones. Uh but yeah, um he said house music, so that was um that's why I play kind of like a few house records and stuff like that for him. Noticed it. I've I've, li- I've heard yeah. a couple of the bands and I, I like. So it. imagine, like I I got eleven guys that I have to like please in a thirty-five minute span. Yeah, and <laughs> including the fans, so it it's challenging, right? But yeah, I could do it. But yeah, like if if you guys have any songs that I should be listening to or you could suggest, definitely I would love to. And let's say he wasn't Greek and you guys still wanted to hear it. I still try to work it in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like don't think because we finally have a Greek player. That's why I should play it. No, like I want to actually cater to all of the cultures that, yeah. that we have inside of the stadium. The other day, uh, a fan wrote like, Hey, I know we got like the Latinos and stuff, but what about the Soka for the Jamaican? And I was like, that's when I play follow the leader. Yeah. And stuff like, so the more you guys speak me, the more I'm able to like, you know, play the spectrum, not just only for the players, but for the fans. And sometimes the players, the players are fans of whatever music you guys request. They're just not, doesn't come up in the moment. Right. So, right. Yeah. And just don't bombard me like a hundred requests in, on <laughs> uh, match day, just like throughout the week, I'll work it. And I, I make like, I'll, like I'll save a tweet, like I'll bookmark it so I could go back to it later and stuff if I'm on the road or something. That's good to know. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So look, man, you. I don't want to. I, I want. I don't want to keep you. Uh, I want to respect your time, man. We appreciate you coming on. I got. No, you're good, man. I, I honestly cleared the the night for you guys, and I hate, I love talking. So if you guys want to keep going, I can <laughs> dude, ask look, more man. questions. Like I said, you're, I don't you're know a popular how long dude. Um. Uh, so. Oh, I actually am. I'm getting a Spotify playlist uh, because I there is a fan that that he is a coach, 
and his uh he wants he's been tweeting at me i forget his username but i it's coming just haven't had a chance to really work yeah. on it um and every time i try to record one of the mixes for from like me doing it live at the stadium so i could share it later i completely forgot to hit save so like i close my computer and i lose the file so it, it's just again there's a lot of moving pieces but I, I could start kind of like when I have an idea of like maybe each match they kind of upload or put up like what I played for the players or the songs that I played. That would be, that would be uh, pretty sweet. But, uh, but then a lot of it will be repeated, right? And there's certain remixes that are not on Spotify. So like, for example, like you'll hear a Pepas at the stadium, but I have like 10 different remixes that I play. So it's just like, it's a matter of like, do you really want to hear Pepas or have Pepas? I'll just keep, I'll, I'll probably try to add like just the new songs that I kind of did yeah. because I could do it two ways. I could just kind of create a, a general Spotify playlist or I could create it per match. Right. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, against Toronto. I play this like against Toronto. I didn't play no Drake. Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't notice that. Right. <laughs> that is a, I like the touch though. That's perfect. I guess yeah. <laughs> New York, when we play New York, which we play, what, next week? There's no uh, New yeah. York rappers. Yeah. There's no Biggie. I like it. There's no... Uh, it's like a long list, though, isn't it? Yeah, New York, I might just... I might need to... I might ran out of music, though. Yeah. <laughs> just go back to, like, um, the, the, you know, 05, 04 Atlanta era. Just get oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's cool. We yeah. just go crunk all the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I try to, it's a, it's a joke, but also like intentionally like, oh, we're not welcome to Atlanta. There's no Drake like that, right now. Man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think if you you'd put anything out on Spotify as a playlist, yeah. I, that would probably get eaten up by the fans. I really yeah, think I'll, I'll try to awesome. do that. I, I honestly remember it's like, this is our third home game and there's so much new stuff. And then I, Honestly, I, I like I've been on the road. So, like on Saturday, I literally the night before I played in Auburn, Alabama, woke up, drove to Atlanta to spend two hours with my fam real quick, be at the stadium at three, and I didn't get home till four o'clock in the morning <laughs> to then go be at the Atlanta Motor Speedway at eight in the morning for or nine in the morning for NASCAR. So it's like. You down in my neck of the woods with that one, man. That's that's down yeah. part where I live at. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so I will try my best as much as I can. To be honest, I give you guys as much content as I can, but it it's hard, <laughs> honestly. Ah, dang, Sometimes I, I get go, it. That extra hour, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I totally get that. Oh yeah. Anything? Right. Any other question from any other? Well, let me see. Making sure we, I mean, look, there's tons of them, but I mean, we got, you know, unfortunately we got time limits. Um, yeah. I will say this. Um, you got somebody asking about, a, uh, let me go find it about an Animaniacs remix because we call Yakamakis Yako and, and, or Yako from, oh, yeah, uh, Animaniacs. From, the, from Animaniacs. Um, I thought I saw somebody did something about Animaniacs. I'll find it if I do. Wait, so we got a guy that, uh, that listens to the show that does pancake art. And, okay. Oh, and, I saw it. And did yeah, did like a Yako from Animaniacs pancake yeah. art, and it was freaking amazing. 
I could barely do a regular circular pancake Dude, without burning it or boiling it. <laughs> you have to dump it out and it ends up burning yeah. and then I can't even flip uh, it. Like, yeah, so guys over here making like 3D art with it. That's very talented. Shout um, out to him. So I've got a, I've got a, a quick idea. It ain't a request. You, if you can make something out of it, by all means. But all right, so you know Yakamakis over in the Premiership in Scotland. They started doing a chant for him based off the 99 Red Balloons song. Okay. Or 99 Luft Balloons. You know, it's a different language. Um, if you can I'm work that in right somehow now. just to, to try to get the, get the fans involved with it, that would be sweet. I'll send you the so, video later of them chanting it to that song because it's pretty cool. So it said Nina, the artist? Yeah. From 1984, the song? Yeah, that's it. Maybe, is it on YouTube as well? Yeah, yeah I think it's on YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Oh, so let me see. Yeah, because they, they took the, the you know, the tune to the song and made Yakamakis, like, like a chant for Yakamakis, and it he took to it I and actually did an interview video. and was like, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Keep going. So. All right. <laughs> All right. I got it. Maybe sweet. It's it's done. Maybe it's sweet. It's nice. done. That's uh, awesome. We'll, well, we could uh, I could implement it into a mix, or I could like you know, once he wins man of the match or something. But I think like the more <laughs> fans there is, they'll probably get. We'll get to it. But yeah, I got it. Challenge I like accepted, it. man. Sweet man. Challenge accepted. I mean, right. that's easy. It's very easy. Yeah, man. I, look, I appreciate yeah. it. No, know <laughs> that when I hear that song in the bins, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, I appreciate it. I, I, I'll point to the supporter section yeah. and be like, it really <laughs> goes to you. All right. But yeah, uh, man. If fans have any requests or or any like anything, just throw it at me, and I'm I'm game for the challenge. You're. You're you're pretty easy guy to find. I mean, DJ EU on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. some of your Facebook, yeah. Um, yeah. All just that, search so. it and it'll, it'll come up. Yeah, yeah. So um, you got Edgar's in the chat since before you since '09. So yeah, that is very yeah, true. That's the man. He used to do flyers <laughs> with my name on them back in really? the day. That's awesome. Yeah, Edgar Edgar is good people, man. Nice. I've seen he didn't grow much. He kind of stay the same height, but <laughs> I see him grow. <laughs> uh, no, man, thank you. Such an honor to be here, man. The fact that you guys had Andrew here and now me it really means a lot. Hey, um, man. You're welcome anytime, first of all. Yeah. That invite is open for whenever you want to come back. I'll let you know. Uh, you guys let me know. We could talk some other stuff. I don't know. Well, anytime you guys need an extra guest, let me know. Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Actually, this is a perfect time to throw this out there because we uh, we're setting up a Patreon. Um, so for, okay. for those that are listening, maybe in one of these Patreon episodes, maybe we can get you back on. That's, that's going to be for the Patreon members, and we can kind of chop it up a little bit. Yeah. Go into, go into some more stuff. Let me know. So, let me know. But no, thank you for having me. Big shout out to the best fans in the MLS. Like I always say it, 17s. Thank That's you right. so much. Cool, cool. And, uh, I appreciate it. Get this W this weekend. That's right. That's right. Go, get it, go there and take it away from Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> they should, so. be, should be should should be be a good game, but even though we're missing a few of our boys. But 
exactly. It's okay. Yeah, they come out and they come out and do something with this one, and uh, and a lot of people are going to be looking back at Atlanta, thinking, "All right, well, yeah, they're back. Yeah, <laughs> we back though." Yeah, we back. <laughs> you heard it from DJU now. Everybody has been asking, are we back? You said it. It's true. Man has it's spoken. I, I can't argue it no more. And it's not because of our record or anything. It's just honestly the, the spirit between the boys. Once you have that, it's like you can't break that. Yep. Yeah. Preach it. Vibes. You can't break that. Preaching. It's all vibe. about yeah. good stuff. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Thank you. Thank you. 45 minutes or an hour. Dude, it's not started. at all, man. That was fun. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. You guys have a good one. See you, man. See Bye. ya. Later. Awesome. Great interview. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you go. a good time. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, I, we knew that was going to be awesome. Like, yeah. but it's, it's really cool to be able to listen to the, the relationships with, with players, um, the stories behind, you know, how he kind of got started. Uh, they, I don't know, man, where else are you going to get that at? That's just really cool. Really, really cool. So super excited. I've had him on. Well, we'll obviously have the, um, we'll obviously have the live stream on YouTube, but we're going to cut out like we do every week, the interview with DJ and you and put that on YouTube by itself. So if you guys want to look at it again, definitely you'll have that option. Sorry, Tommy. I'm so old. Everybody kept naming songs. And I'm like, I don't know this song. I don't know this song. We play some Blink-182. Like, that's... I didn't know. I knew, I mean, like, I'm one sure song. do it. <laughs> right? That's, but that's, that's the thing about DJU. And I'll say this. Um, and I wish I could have told him, you know, live. But, like, I appreciate that exact thing that he was talking about. He plays stuff and represents everybody. And... Atlanta is such a diverse city mm-hmm. to hear the music that you hear in the bins and to hear the different varieties and the different cultures represented. It, that's part of what makes this team, this team, right? Like that's, what's so exciting about it. So, you know, to, I think they've got the perfect guy. They've got the yeah. perfect guy doing the job. And, uh, and I hope, I hope he's able to stay on doing it for a very, very long time. So that was awesome. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. We still got a we game. Wanna- I know. Do we want to touch on the game first, or do we want to touch on Patreon? You mentioned Patreon during. Yeah, the, let's let's do the Patreon the real quick. Let's do the Patreon real quick. Um, you want to? I guess because you got it pulled up. I think Sydney, you want to walk them through what we've got now? Yeah. So we actually talked about it before the show, but yeah, Patreon.com/slash/Garbs and Spikes, and I'll put put the link in the chat right now so you guys can. Take advantage of the opportunities that are available up there. But I'll kind of share on the screen if you're watching on the stream. If you're listening to the podcast, again, just go to patreon.com slash Garfs and Spikes. And I'm stalling because I'm trying to pull it up right now. But yeah, here it is. If you're watching on the feed right now, um, yeah, we have it set up for you to pledge at two tiers five dollars and ten dollars and five dollars it allows you to have access to maybe those bonus patreon patron only episodes that tyler just kind of mentioned so that's what we want to bring on eu for a patron only episode so you guys can you know, shoot the crap with us listen to a little bit more of what he has to say 
you'll be able to take advantage of that. Um, this guy's on us. Uh, scarves and spikes merchandise. That's what we put out scarves or something like that. Tees, something like that. You'll have the ability to get discounts. And it's producer, should be producer shout outs. I spelled it wrong. I put it the wrong name, but producer shout out. So if you are a patron, you're considered a producer of the show at the $5 tier. So we'll give you a shout out during the broadcast. Uh, $10 a month tier, you're considered executive producer. We'll give you a shout out then. Uh, again, that acts as a patron-only episodes. With this tier, you'll have the ability to help us design merchandise that we may put out in the future. So that's limited to the first 15 patrons at the $10 level. We're also thinking about doing watch parties, watch-alongs for our way matches. You'll have access to that at the $10 level. And occasionally we'll do you know, AM episodes, so you you guys can ask us whatever you want, pretty much about anything you want. That's why it's called Ask Me Anything. Um, I did three uh, push-ups yeah. today. Three. How many <laughs> push-ups did you do today, Tommy? Three. <laughs> I will throw it out there. Maybe one day, not not far in the future, we will offer other tiers as well once we kind of exactly. determine what we want to offer. Um, but if you just want to give us money, I'll make sure we can send you like a picture of Tommy's feet or something. Yeah, no, we're, no, we're no I have. We're not going to do that. I, my my wife has a weird toe. I looked up about all that, but yeah, well, that's for another. That's for a Patreon episode, I guess. She's got a that's weird. The AMA episode. See, see, for fifty dollars access yeah, to Tommy's see, fans only, only fans. Yes, I've been. I, when they said that they were setting this up, I was like, oh, only fans, and I realized no, this is Patreon. It's a different thing. So. Right. Yeah, no OnlyFans at this point. That's why but, I did three push-ups this morning because I thought it was an OnlyFans. Jeez. Yeah, well, but I uh, your effort. Yeah, me too. Me too. But yeah, shout out to those that have helped us already. Um, Bo, um, ten dollars. Um, Colonel, who's on here today, ten dollars. Appreciate him. Sonny's in here, ten dollars. Appreciate him. T Riddle, Omer, thanks for uh, so much for your support, ten dollars. And then David Hunter. Kalebe, Kevin, Melinda, Scott, Tim, those are $5 folks at this current point in time. So shout out to them as well as our producers. But again, the link is in the chat. Uh, the link is going to be in the comments, if it's, or not in the comments, but in the description if it's not already. But yeah, it's just patreon.com slash scarves and spikes. And yeah, we really do appreciate your support in advance. So we'll shoot this out there on social as well. So thanks in advance for your support. And Looking forward to seeing where this takes us. Yep. Though the watch parties will be pretty cool, because, you know, from at least from my point of view, I, I and this is why one of the reasons why I thought that the spaces would be so much fun is you can talk to other fans and like there's some people in other areas that aren't around here that don't have other people to talk to. Um, mm -hmm. So I mean that's what's fun about the post game spaces. We hop on and we talk to people that normally we don't see, or they might be fans that don't have other people to talk to about the game. So, I mean, that's that's what it's for. So this will be, you know, we'll send out a Zoom link and get hop on or some other place and that we'll do it on and you can join it. And you want to join video, cool. If you want to just be audio, that's cool as well. And let's let's talk about the game. Should be and, easier and, with Apple now because everybody will be will be on that stream. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it, guys. Like, you know, that was part of the reason we started doing this in the first place with the Spaces show last year. You never know who was going to pop on. Like, um. I know we, we had people, various people listening last season. We had Eric Linalda 
that was listening at one point. Um, mm. We had people from Peru. The team. From Uruguay. The team yeah, were listening. People on the team. Uh, I remember <laughs> Jackson oh, was in there once. Jackson, yeah. Um, you know, people from Scotland, Ireland, all over the place, man. It's just Wales. It's the fans that you want to connect with and just enjoy, you know, the the friendship and the the relationships. It's just a really, really distinct and unique culture that Atlanta has and able to bring in that kind of stuff. So it's just awesome. So yes. And more stuff will be coming with the Patreon. Exactly. Patreon right now, it's still it's in its infancy. We're getting there. Um, but we're going in the right direction with it, and we want to start offering you guys some good stuff. So uh, that's where we're at now, and we will have more in the future. So can't really, Absolutely. I really can't wait to start designing the the scarf. That's that's something I'm really excited about. Is it just gonna be your face all over it, like yeah. just little Tyler's all over. Yeah, like it'll be like this, and then it'll be like upside down, and then it'll be like sideways, and it'll be like, yeah, just the picture be hung over with the glasses. Yeah, right. and the Joseph the <laughs> candle. All right. So, all right. We, so we made it through that. We I really quickly want to go through, and it has it's not here anymore. Um, want to go through and hit on the quick, quick news from the past week, just to get everybody caught up before we dive into Columbus. This will not take long. I'm <laughs> Sonny saying I'm going to hold it up for the national anthem. I, I appreciate it. I cannot wait to see it. I yes. want a picture. <laughs> um, that's going to be awesome. So. All right. Last week, Jackson Conway loaned out to Phoenix Rising in the USL yep. Championship. Great team for him to go to. I think probably one of the best USL teams that he could he could get some time in. Sydney, you were saying he actually got some time in that game, the first match. Yeah, right? made his debut against the uh, against San Diego Loyal um, the other day, yesterday. Uh, I think it was a quick run out, like maybe 15, 20 minutes, but um, Phoenix ended up losing that match three 0 at San Diego Loyal. So yeah, Jackson's over there and yeah, great, great, great move for him. I mean, it's never going to get a lot of time here with Aleti United. So you know, why not let him out and get him some more playing time where he can play consistently. And yeah, best wishes to him. And I know Landon United fans will be watching his progress. Yeah, I mean, you, you you need the youth to play, and we said this last year, and we said it the year before. And unfortunately, it's kind of a broken record at this point. But if he if he's not going to be if he's not going to play, you got to send him somewhere else. He he's still a young player, and mm. nothing hurts a player's development by sitting on a bench for an entire year. Look at possibly Atlanta United substitution this week. Eric Lopez, perfect situation of that during COVID. Like he didn't get to play soccer for basically a year. Um, and then he came back and it's kind of just been downhill from there with him, uh, being, you know, like getting time to actually play. So it's, it's for the best for him to, to get there and hopefully he comes back a different player. Yeah, the exactly. clock is ticking. I like it. And Bruno saying it's the best thing that happened. He needs a new challenge and a chance of competing for minutes. And he's absolutely right. Like we, we've been saying that he needed a loan somewhere. So yeah. Phoenix is a great team to, to get that time. Uh, they, they're a solid, honestly, if I had a choice of any city and any team that was going to get bumped up to MLS, it wouldn't be Sacramento or some of these other teams. It would be Phoenix because their their stadium, everything about their experience is, is very, very intense and fun. So yeah, I think he'll enjoy it out there. Yeah. Um, and again, best wishes to him. And yeah. quickly, Mark saying Phoenix have a buyout option on Conway. So we'll see what comes with that. Yeah. Um, never know. You know, if that low. 
Um, all right, quick other news. Uh, Atlanta United 2, who kicks off this weekend against the Revs 2 uh, on, I think, Sun- Saturday? Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Um, so they're going to be out this, this weekend. Definitely check them out. But they brought in um, a defender from Tormenta, from South Georgia Tormenta down in Statesboro, which, if you didn't know, won the, their championship last year. Great things going on in South Georgia with Tormenta, by the way. If you get a chance to check them out in any way, do it. it and, you know, it, they're just a well-run club in a small town in South Georgia. Probably yep. don't have any business doing as well as they are, but they are killing it. They're really, really doing a great job. Um, but the player that Atlanta United got from them, Fouad Adeniyi, I think he goes by Ade. I think he's yep. his nickname. But uh, – it's a good it's a good get for the twos. So excited to see him play for the twos this year. Yeah, perfect um, profile for the league. Perfect profile for MLS Next Pro. Yeah, um, as you said, Tyler has championship experience with Tormento and um, USL League One, and now making move to Lady United Two. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he does with the twos and MLS Next Pro. Definitely. All right, and then the this next little bit, I think we'll kind of lump it all together. Um, Caleb Wiley, the second youngest player to record back-to-back goal and assist matches behind Diego Fagundes in 2014. So Caleb Wiley making history again. Great things to see from him. Um, Tiago Almada, first player in MLS uh, history to have four goals and four assists in the first four matches. So yeah. history. He also won goal of the match week. Duh. Uh, One player of the match week. Duh. And for the club as a whole, Atlanta United was the first MLS club ever to earn three of the first four player of the week honors, to to have a player that earned those honors. So just big, big time, man. Just good news for, for these guys. Twelve percent. I think. I, I think I saw some. My buddy posted that it was like it, we've already got twelve percent of the season's uh, uh, players of the week. <laughs> yeah, we're, I did see there was a post about the um, what was it? it? Said Tiago Mata has more goal contributions through four games than Carlos Vela did in twenty nineteen through the first mm-hmm. you know yeah four games. Uh, Vela had three goals, two assists. Amada's got four and four. If if Almada can somehow figure out a way to stay in Atlanta this whole season, it's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. I do I do have a prediction about match week five. I predict that unfortunately Tiago Almada will not win neither goal of the week, goal of the match day, or player of the match day. And there's a very he, good reason for that. Because he'll be with Argentina. With Messi. But what if, be, what if he still won it? What if he still won it? it? That'd be um I mean, unprecedented, even even for Tiago. <laughs> Everything about that kid is unprecedented. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, with that said, do we want to talk about Columbus? Yes, we do. Tommy, you're going to be there repping Scarves and Spikes. That'll be fun. It's going to be raining, so I'm going to put my hood up there just go. to get ready for it. Because this is Columbus. Um, it always rains when Atlanta's here, <laughs> and we've had so we've had so many delays. You know, there was a. 2017, or no, I'm sorry, 2018, there was a delay. Uh, 2019, during Open Cup, it was like an hour and a half delay. 
um, going to start in the second half. And then last year there was a huge rain delay. There was a lightning delay last year. So yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy um, with what it is, but it looks like the storms will be happening early in the day, um, clearing up at night and just cold and maybe some wind. Um, but that's, that's Ohio. So, you know, the way I look at it when it's, when it's this bad of, of weather, if, if it is bad, it's just, just everybody get home, uh, healthy. Yeah. The story obviously will be, you know, Atlanta United will be missing a number of players international duty. Um, the clearly missing players as well. Um, Kucho is injured. So I wrote about earlier in Dirty South Soccer. We expect to see, uh, Alex Smith on there starting up top, as he did with Red Bulls. Um, Degenek is going to be with Australia. LA Room is going to be with Curacao. And Zellerian will be with Armenia. Um, Kucha is injured, like I said, but also uh, Molino is out six to eight weeks for a knee procedure. And again, his knee has been acting up, so he'll be missing for that. But I think that's the extent of all that's missing. Nowhere near what Atlanta will be missing. Uh, do the international duty, but that's the situation. It's with not the in terms of like impact players, right? Like, I think that's the big thing. Almada going out is huge for Atlanta. Um, Yakamakis going out for Atlanta is huge. I mean, they're two of your DPs right there. Um, now, granted, Columbus is also in a similar boat for different reasons. And after last season, I don't think any Atlanta fan ever wants to see anybody go out for injury because it just sucks. But like, as an Atlanta fan, you also want your team to have the best chances possible to go get three points on the road. And I think you're looking at it now, especially you, you already should, I think have looked at this game as one that Atlanta can really go up there and, and win. But over the past, what, 48 hours, there's been some of this news coming out. Cucho, his, I think his knee news came out what yesterday, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, tweeted he himself it. that yeah. he was going to be out. Yeah. So, You've you've kind of start, you start looking at it, and things are looking a lot more in Atlanta's favor. And I wrote an article in Dirty South. Um, I'll I'll try to post it in the in the uh, comments, but it, it's kind of going into detail about like what is what does Pineda do, and that's kind of like what I want to open it up to for everybody. Is like, does Pineda go in and keep basically the same and make like for like subs? Um, I say subs, but like for like you know starters. Do you have who do you have playing at the number 10 position where, where Almada will play? Who do you, obviously Barry's going to be up top. Um, you're going to have to replace miles Robinson with Noah Cobb who that's, that's going to be interesting. And I think, honestly, I think it could be a breakout game for Noah in terms of getting his, his feet really, really wet, probably literally <laughs> uh, <laughs> in an MLS match. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> um yeah and everybody's shouting out eric lopez in the chat yeah, i mean I, I, don't know, I just don't know that that happens but either way there's so many options here for Pineda. there's lots of, you, you do the you can go in with we're keeping everything the same we're just changing the names or do you you maybe shore up the defense a little bit and drop gutman back as a true center back and and add in some other guys on that left hand side what, what do you do I thought she said Gazan. You said Goopman. Oh, <laughs> I was, I was laughing. I, I thought you said Gazan. <laughs> Wait, I, don't think I mean, Gazan out, and then we'll just put Westberg back there. It'd be okay. Right. <laughs> I think you keep the shape, I mean, as much as you can um, from there. But yeah, I, I, in the back, I just see 
Cobb coming there and, and maybe Gutman helping out a little bit more back there than, than usual. But um, someone asked if Rosetta was healthy and um, from listening to, to Mike Conti and Jason Longshore, he was a full participant in practice yesterday. So that's good. Um, so if, if he can, if he can play some minutes there, then it's going to be really interesting how they set up that, that midfield, um, for it, but you've got Sosa, um, and then yeah. he can, he can play and I think you keep Wiley and Aruju and Barry up front. I don't think you, you change it too much. I don't think you overthink this game because, you know, I, I think if you just even get home with the draw, even you get home with the point, like that's, I think that's a success here, but I think they still have an opportunity to win. Um, it's really just going to come down to what that midfield looks like. And I, I see Sadich playing the Almada role 100%. Yeah, I'll, I will point out too, and Sydney, you jump in. Um, but I just want to point out, because I've seen a lot of people commenting today that I don't, I don't know. I hope I'm not missing something, because I wrote an article about it too. But Etienne is playing international. He's, he's on international duty. He's not going to be yeah. there. He is right. So um, quick time to just drop in something. So Derek Etienne, if you're listening, by the way, this is, this is shout out. He does not like or appreciate the disrespect that was showed to Violette from Haiti, the team that beat Austin in the, in the champions league. Do not post that disrespect and let, Derek Etienne see it. He's got eyes everywhere. He's watching. Um, but I, you know, for good reason. Like everybody's like, oh, Austin sucks. Austin sucks. Nobody wants to give credit to the team that actually beat Austin 3 0. Um, gotta give He's credit where it's due, man. So, but he wanted us to, he wanted everybody to put that out there that don't, don't bring that disrespect to me. So, right. There you go. It was a cool moment. I mean, that was a, that was a cool moment. Like when yeah. you go back and like understand, like, they haven't been able to play much, and you know they come and they get that big win. Yeah, good for I, them. It was huge. I mean, like, exactly. not even able to bring in their entire team into the into the country because of everything. Like, that was to for them to pull that upset out was awesome. Really, really fun yeah. to see. So, yeah. and that's what the Champions League is all about, anyway, right? Like, you know, you can you can expect that the the bigger team is going to go in and do work, but. That's not how it plays out all the time. So that was fun. That was fun to see. Yeah. Well, yeah, going back to uh, going back to Columbus, I mean, who are we thinking, like, as far as starting 11 is concerned? I mean, obviously, uh, Barry's the striker. Um, you got Wiley and Louise on the wings, maybe. Um, yep. Seeing, you know, people talking about Fortune at the tent. I was kind of thinking that, but I don't know if he's – Ready, he's still very green. I don't think Pineda will do it. I think he'd much sooner put Hosetu in there. Not to say that he will. I think he'd much sooner put Hosetu or the way AJ say just play a flat midfield with um, Sosa Sadich and Ibarra. I think he probably will do that. That seems more likely. Um, Gutman, Lennon on the, the end defensively, Parata Cobb, center backs, and Gazan in goal. I mean, that seems pretty straightforward, but yeah. I mean, there's only one, and again, I see it popping up in the comments too, and it's just something I put in my article, um, which I'll just drop it in the in the chat. But um, you're, you really only have one other true number 10 option, 
and this is no knock against him at all, but Almada, we already know, is a special player. Do I think Tyler Wolf can handle it in this match? I do. But you also have to throw in the factors of, like, he hasn't played. He's been injured. His shoulder's been messed up. So do you want to just drop him in to one of the most important roles on the pitch away, no. probably in a torrential downpour or a swamp <laughs> or whatever, and and rely on him to, to make things happen? I don't think you do. Um, now, great option off the bench to really change things up later on the match. But, like, I, I just don't – that's the only thing – that would throw a big wrench into the like for like setup, I think. Cause you can, you can drop Cobb in at Miles' spot and I, I think Cobb's going to do okay. Um, you've got either Sosa or Ibarra. Ibarra's playing like a maniac right now. So I don't think you change that up, but Sosa's no. there. Uh, Sadich is there doing well. Rosetto could come on depending on, you know, his health. You don't change up Wiley and Arujo, I don't think. No, um, not. And then, and then Barry is your main option up top. And I really do think Barry's got, got one in him personally. Um, but that leaves against his old team. Yeah. What's that against his own old team? Yeah. Yeah. This is an opportunity to really, you know, put your stamp on a match and to have a backup goalkeepers. I mean, a wow. Backup striker score for Atlanta was like, that's a rare occurrence. So it would be really, really be nice. even more rare, even more rare for a backup goalkeeper score that is yeah but hey this season it can happen you never know okay. um but yeah a johnny fortune definitely definitely a good shout depending on where you want to put him um there's there's just options here and i think right. it would be a lot easier if you weren't losing so much at the number 10 spot and again that's not any disrespect to, to tyler wolf i just think it's it's Probably not optimal to just throw him into the lineup suddenly. Yeah, no, so, I agree with that. Um, the other option is move Arujo over as the number ten, and then you then you got to start looking at your other wing options, like bringing McFadden on and having him kind of as a as a. I mean, I think he did well when he was playing the like what four or five games last season. I don't think he was mm -hmm. a he was a bad option, but you would have to start kind of reaching down into other players that haven't played if you start doing something. Yeah, kind of interesting like that. It's gonna say devil's advocate. I mean, if you make the argument that Wolf hasn't played, you have to make the same argument for McFadden. Yeah, so. that's true. Don't, that's don't true. know if he'll. Don't know if we see him, but yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of decisions for Pineda to make, and yeah, it's not like he didn't see it coming. But yeah, yeah we'll see. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, but the thing is, is that you 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 do have an extremely healthy midfield right now, which is kind of funny to say. I mean, Sosa's. Coming off the suspension, he's back playing again. Um, Sadish is playing more or less full matches. Rosetta is going to be coming off injury. Ibarra is playing full matches. So if it comes down to it, put three of them out there and let your midfield be locked down because you're going to have your hands full with Darlington Nagby in midfield. So do you keep it out wide, spray it out wide for these um, – these these wingers and the guys that like to get forward like Lennon and Gutman, or do you lock down the midfield with three of your healthy midfielders and just have one guy up top? So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean Scott McFarland here says you know I prefer we make as few changes as possible, keep players like Arujo in their current spot and just slot someone in for Almada. And you know there there's no replacement for Almada, obviously, and no team really has a replacement for him. But yeah, I mean that's. 
Um, you know, you you want to keep you want to keep the game plan as as close as you can um, with everybody. I think when you overthink a match, a match in week five, I think that's when you really start to have problems. So yeah. I, I don't see them jumping the shark and, and trying to change everything here. So yeah, I, I I don't think that we see too many changes. It's just going to be really interesting. I think everything's pretty predictable except the midfield and and how they they fit that all together here, but. You know, I mean, there's going to be other call-ups this year, too, and I don't think there's many breaks at all during the MLS season. So, you know, this is what happens when you have talented players. They get called up, and we're just very lucky at this point that we're playing a team that has also got a lot of guys out as well because there's there's some teams that just don't have many guys that get called up, and we're just lucky to be matched against one that is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, AJ saying in the chat, personally, I haven't seen Cobb play. What can I expect? Real quick on, on Noah Cobb. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to the quote that Carlos Bocanegra said in the offseason. Like he, he, his quote was, "Noah Cobb has future U.S. Men's National Team player written all over him." Big, I mean, it's big words coming from your technical director for sure, but he's not wrong. I don't think. I mean, Noah, he captained the MLS Next Pro All Star Team or MLS Next All Star Team last season. Um, he did a great job in that match, but if you were watching him with the twos, he is on a very similar trajectory. And I don't, I, I hate to compare, but he's on a similar trajectory to Miles Robinson. Is he going to be Miles Robinson? Is he going to be better than Miles? I don't know, but he is at eight, I think 18 still, 18 years old. Either way, very young. He is on the right path. I can tell you that for sure. He can hold his own against some big guys. He's quick. He knows the position well. Parada talked about it last week about how he's been helping him a lot with his positioning, kind of the the, the mental aspect of the game that you've seen Miles grow in over the years. So I, I think this is going to be a big, big game for Cobb, not because I think he's got to be pressured, but I just think this is a chance for him to show out, and it's a game that he can show out in. It's not like you're going up against a, an LAFC or a Seattle you know, where you're you're gonna be really, really put through the ringer. This is a chance for him to to play against a solid squad, but one that you you have a good chance against. So I'm excited for him. I think this is great for him. Yeah. So how are we feeling about predictions? Yeah. Let's let's hit them. Who we got first? I'll go first. Um I think it's 1-1. You have to take into account that both sides are missing players. Um, the weather's going to be a little tricky. In the field, it's going to be a little, not soaking wet, but a little soggy from the weather earlier. Um, it could maybe have threats of rain throughout the rest of the day. So yeah, I'm going to say 1-1. I say Barry scores, or Miguel scores for Atlanta United. And yeah, you remain un- unbeaten. And Essentially, get a point, which is pretty much a good scenario for a team missing a big chunk of its lineup. Zero to zero. Oh my god! Mm. This guy. Zero to zero. Where was that optimism that you had earlier? I, I'm optimistic. <laughs> it's if the weather's okay, fine. 
No, Let me go back no. here. No, 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 wait, hold on. Wait, you. If if the weather is still bad, zero to zero. If it's clear <laughs> and the weather's there, one nothing Atlanta. Okay. I am going two nil to Atlanta. And I'm gonna be going with Arujo. And I'm really struggling between either Barry or Wiley. I just don't know. Like, I feel like Barry's got it coming. But Wiley is just that guy right now. So yeah. I flip a coin. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just, I'll go with Barry. I'll go with Barry. Nothing against Caleb. Caleb gets an assist somehow. There okay. Two nil. Sonny, you're right. I do have my hood up for, for already because I'm already expecting the rain. <laughs> And the 25 to 35 mile an hour winds. That's it might not be raining by the time the match gets, starts, but it's gonna be windy. That's gonna that's be not terrible. Uh, in Ohio, we're used to that. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I mean we're not in Atlanta coming up there. They'll be fine. Look, if they could play if they could play in, in that that soggy field they did a few years ago, they can handle a little bit of wind. That was bad. That's that game never should have been played. I actually got to move down to front row. Like I, I got right behind the bench because everybody left. Well, See, I've never been that lucky. I, that happened at a Braves game one time. Two hour rain delay, half the stadium left, so we got like right down the third baseline. Got Three seat upgrades. Yeah, it's living. All right, so we've hit on. Oh, I mean, we've hit on so much. We got predictions. We've described every tactic that. Pineda could possibly employ against Columbus with, with all the changes. DJEU was um, – that was awesome. That was awesome. Um, Portland, keep riding that high for as long as you possibly can. The Patreon, guys, please, please, please uh, check it out. Um, and, and tell all your folks to, to subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. Keep it coming. Um Seeing everybody else's predictions, nil zero three one one. Uh, we had a couple of two nils. We got a three one. So and we're all over the place with this one. It'll be curious to see how it plays out. But um, yeah, make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube. Definitely, definitely check us out there. Twitch scarves the letter N spikes on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then as for us three. I'm ATL Pilgrim. Sydney is at SH Rights. Tommy is Tommy ATL 96. What else we got? Or have I hit on everything? I think that's it. Ah, the name change to the audio <laughs> podcast. I mean, listen, you probably already heard it, but if you didn't, last thing, if you're listening to this after the fact via audio on a podcatcher, Spotify, whatever, the name for the Dirty South Soccer Podcast Network will be changing. It's not going to affect you in terms of listening to us or five strike final. You ain't got to do anything. You ain't got to change nothing around. Just know that it's not going to be called the dirty South soccer podcast network. It will now be called the Atlanta soccer podcast network. That's it. Yes. So. And with that, uh, I think it is time to see us out. We do appreciate it guys. Thank y'all. It's been a fun one. And we had a lot of people on and we, we all really appreciate all y'all support. It's awesome. Remember, like you on this basis. Yep, like, subscribe on YouTube, and I appreciate you all, and we'll see you next time. Later.